0: episode 113 i'm marissa and i'm anna
1: and we're back for another week i think this episode is a day late if i get it done on time
0: so yeah we um i had a dentist appointment last night aka monday night when we usually record yeah so Sorry. sorry life pops up but we're here it's only one day People, they'll be okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, all five of our listeners
0: will be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Before we say anything, I got a text message last night. From who? From Mary G. Mary. I, so she, and it made me laugh so hard because she goes, Hold on. She goes, I have a complaint. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> She goes, how come in episode one hundred and ten, you guys didn't play the brink of tears song? I started singing along, and there was no music.
1: Oh no! Did I fuck it up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry. I, I like, I didn't even notice. But, I didn't
1: notice either. I must have like forgot or something.
0: But uh, we have. Well, we I'm do sorry, have Mary, listeners.
1: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll try. I'll try harder. <laughs>
0: It is a good song.
1: I love both of our songs. I know me too. They're really catchy When I edit it i I like jam out every time I add the songs in. yeah, they're good so how how are you, Marissa? What's going on?
0: Um I am good. I am having a weird week since last week since the last time we talked. Oh why? Just weird shit's been happening. I
1: think Mercury's in retrograde.
0: It is. It is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But That's our it's default just... excuse. <laughs> well, honestly, ever since Mercury went into retrograde, weird shit happened. I hear you. I'm sorry that you're going
1: through weird shit.
0: It's, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe more to update, but some, like, weird family shit happening Mm, it's not family mm. shit but like you know what i'm talking about yeah but yeah i don't think i'm allowed to talk about it yet yeah so like so it's been like a little bit annoying and my coping mechanism is finding other things to worry about that are less important (laughs) than the thing that i need to be worried about does that Mm -hmm. make sense
1: yeah you replace the big anxiety with a bunch of little anxieties
0: like tiny tiny anxieties yeah
1: sure that's healthy yeah, it's great.
0: It's great. So I think that's just been, like, my thing. I'm just, I'm coping, I'm maladaptively coping this week.
1: I mean, you you do what you
0: can to survive, you know? That's all you can do. But at least I know, at least I'm identifying it.
1: Yeah, at least you're aware of your um, mental health struggles.
0: <laughs> I was in therapy for way too fucking long to not identify my own mental health struggles. Like...
1: Oh, I, I, I hear you. Like, I know why I'm having anxiety and how my anxiety looks. And I'm like, I consciously know why I'm like this and how I should be reacting to it. But I'm going to default and
0: not use my coping skills appropriately. Yeah, no, definitely not. (laughs) But, yeah, other than that, it's been like, um, pretty regular time. I got really drunk this weekend. Oh, what what were you doing? bad drunk. Well, we went out to bad eat, drink. and I had espresso martinis.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw a cute pic, cute pic. i punk.
0: And then it just went downhill from there, because it has the <laughs> caffeine, and it keeps, mm-hmm. it's just, it was bad. So, but. Yeah, why
1: not mi- mix an upper with a downer? Like, what's the worst that can happen?
0: <laughs> well, it's like when I used to take an Ativan and have a monster.
1: <laughs> right, right. Normal stuff. It's
0: good for me, but. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's, that's my life, um. What is going on with you?
1: Um, you know, just the mundane, boring stuff that I've been updating everyone on, on this podcast. (laughs) Still no word from the DMV, so fuck
0: them. (laughs) Fuck the DMV.
1: The fruit that my mom got me, the excessive amount of fruit that she bought me, like, I ended up throwing out most of it, like, I just couldn't eat it, like, I couldn't make enough smoothies, so, like, that's gone, um... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Poor <laughs> updates. updates.
1: Um, my doctors are incompetent, so there's that too. So.
0: Yeah, most of them are.
1: <laughs> you know, just, just your normal stuff. Good news is I got um, one step closer as we were recording on my house hunting um, journey, and I just got my official pre-approval letter, so now I can actually put in an offer for a house should I find one, so...
0: That's Yay. good. You should put in an applause sound here for yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, I should.
0: Wow. Or snaps. Snaps. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah, so
1: we'll see. We'll see. I'll have to contact my realtor this week and figure all of Yay. that out. So fun. Adult stuff. Boring adult stuff. I know. It's been a boring adult week. Mm-mm-mm. so we had a boring little week um boring week. for mary g uh do we have a brink of tears insert song here so tell me why why
0: why why do you cry tell me why 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 do you cry Next, well, next time I see Kyle and the gang, I'm going to have them sing one and dedicate it to Mary.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: <laughs> but, um, I have the dumbest one that I cried about today.
1: Oh my god, I cried today too! <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, and it's also dumb.
0: <laughs> I, well, so you know how I, like, am picking smaller anxieties. Most of the anxieties mm-hmm. revolve around Andy and mm-hmm. me taking care, making sure that he is perfectly comfortable 24 seven forever. Right. Sure. So I went to our Melissa and Joe. They live next door to us, not Melissa and Joe up your way. <laughs> Melissa and Joe. Okay. Other Melissa and Joe. Uh huh. Um, they... I don't know why I said up your way, Melissa and Joe. Like, <laughs> like our friends. nowhere near <laughs> me. <laughs> they're not anywhere. No. Okay. So, they, they were like, oh, we're making tacos. Come over. Cliff said he's gonna... Cliff said, then you guys don't have to have dinner. Or something like that. So, in my mind, I was like, oh, Cliff's home. He took Andy... Uh, took Andy outside, and he's over there already. So, I just walked right over. I didn't see Cliff's car, but... Cliff's garage is not near our apartment, so Mm -hmm. it's not, like, uncommon for me to not see his car parked all the time. Mm -hmm. So I walked over, and then Cliff wasn't there. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, he'll be here soon, blah, blah, blah. And then Cliff got home, and he's like, you didn't take Andy out? And I was like, no. Oh, no. And I felt so bad. Like, Cliff was home literally, like, maybe five minutes after um, yeah. I got to their apartment, but still. So then I was like, I'm a bad dog, Mom. <laughs> and I felt so... He was fine. Like, he's, yeah. he's not, like, a small dog. He, he didn't, you know... Right, he right. He peen, can handle so himself. I see him at lunchtime, like, he's okay. But I felt like shit, and then I cried about it, because I feel like I'm a bad dog, Mom. So.
1: Oh, you're not a bad dog, Mom. He was fine. I
0: know, but I felt so guilty about it, and I cried.
1: Aw, now he's fine. Now he's hanging out with you and all is well. I know. I know. But he'll forget about it if he didn't already. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what did you cry about? It's <laughs> so stupid. Um, so, um, Eric... Well, I mostly send Eric TikToks, but on occasion when he'll get on the app, he'll send me TikToks. Yeah. And he sent me one today, like, right before I got on. And I think I've mentioned this before, but pigs are my all-time favorite animal. I like, love piggies. I love them so much. Like, all I want is to, like, have a little pig friend and just hang out. Like, mm. not, I don't care, like, big, little, like, I love them all. So anytime Eric ever sees anything online with a pig on it, he'll send it to me. He sent me a TikTok. He's like, oh, I saw his little pig. I wasn't, I almost didn't send it to you because it had like 5 million views. Like, I thought you already saw it. But if I didn't. And even if I did, I'd watch it again. And it was just like a little pig. And you know the TikTok sound where like you're chasing after someone? It's like, well, you have a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> yes. So it was that one. But it was just a pig running around a yard. Oh. And I just started crying. <laughs> And, and I looked at Eric like I'm crying he's like why are you crying I, was like, I just stop love, crying I just love pigs so much and I'm like look like I'm showing it to him because like, he's the one that sent it to me but I'm still showing it to really him really
0: look at this
1: I'm like look at his little legs and he's just wagging his tail <laughs> and
0: he's like Jesus Christ Eric's like stop
1: <laughs> I'm like crying now I don't know why I have such an
0: attachment to pigs <laughs> Sick. Anna Anna is actually crying. <laughs> she's got a tissue. You can't see, but she's got a tissue to her eye. <laughs> she's. literally red in the face, blow- blowing her nose. I'm gonna. It's like it's a sports game or something. Stop. stop. This is um. the best brink of tears ever because it was actually it was actual. T- <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs>
1: I'm done. So that was my
0: Bricketeers. Yo, pigs are cute as fuck.
1: They're- I don't get it. I don't get why people don't love pigs, because they're, they're so
0: smart. <laughs> oh, Andy's- and He jumped right in.
1: Annie, he, Annie's
0: crying!
1: Oh, okay. Like, when I went to the farm sanctuary, I was- I was excited for all the animals but like so excited to go to the pig den. And like they weren't like cute little like teacup pigs. Like they were big no, burly big, pigs.
0: Big and
1: I'm just paws. like I just want to lay with them in the hay like all
0: day long. <laughs> That's how I feel about cows.
1: Oh, they're so precious.
0: I love cows. Cows and elephants.
1: Oh man, that was like the most embarrassing th- segment of the podcast we've and ever I, I recorded. Swear <laughs> God,
0: if you if you cut this out, if you cut that out, I'll be so mad. I won't.
1: Good. I won't. All right, whew, get myself together.
0: It's Mercury in retrograde. I think yeah. we're all a little emotional.
1: Now, back to our
0: regular programming. It's emotional. Oh look, Andy's like, what is going on? He's like, what is happening to Aunt Annie? He's like. My first, my mom was crying. <laughs> and Aunt Annie.
1: Oh, so shall we do a, um advertisement and then just get oh, into we our shall.
0: topics? Yeah, because. Hold on, let's see. Okay, so our first sponsor is Escandalo. And Hair by Escandalo is a salon on the south side of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania that caters to laid back and fun people who want to have the best hair in town and next door to a scandalo is the other side which has a it's a boutique and also a full service spa the spa is run by cassie who has six years of experience as an esthetician Um, she's super sweet and knowledgeable and loves doing facials microblading derma planing, lash and brow tinting uh, they offer full body waxing and do they do not gender any of their services so everyone is welcome you can make an appointment with them on Instagram and click the link in their bio at a hair or at a side, or you can visit their website a and if you're a new client and you want to chat first you can schedule a COVID safe virtual consultation or see them in person Nice, a scandalo. Okay. So, um, you know how the whole, the buzz has been around the Gabby Petito thing still?
1: Yeah. Also, have you seen the, um, they did a press conference today, her family, and did you see, like, what they said about... No. I didn't watch it, I just saw, like, a, I think it was a Rolling Stone post about it, um, but... They mentioned her parent, or her family mentioned in the press conference, they're like, we appreciate, like, obviously it was big on social media and blah blah blah, we appreciate everyone's support and trying to help find Gabby and whatever, but they said, um, now we hope that like, you guys see how much social media can help influence a missing person's case, so we hope that the same energy will be given to, like, every missing person, and I was like, well, that's good that they address that, because I think that was a big... True crime elephant in the room was that. There's been articles published about that too. Like, why is there not more social media buzz around other missing people? So it was yeah. nice that they mentioned that, and they said that's what Gabby would have wanted was like the energy we put towards other people.
0: Yeah, she seems like from what I've like seen of her and videos and stuff, she seemed like a really nice, nice person. Mm-hmm. Like just a good, a good human. Yeah, Um, but. So far, they haven't found Brian yet. hmm So it's still up in the air. Maybe next week we'll be able to update you. Not that you can't find this information anywhere. So, um, I... So basically, like, what I thought I would do is because... So there's a lot of other people missing. So I'm like, maybe I can try and do a recent one. Like, you know that I'm a big fan of more his- historical... Mm-hmm. cases but i was like i'll try like one that's ongoing so that i would dive into i started to look into all of the uh indigenous women that have been mm-hmm. missing and there's so many of them yeah a lot so many of them so i tried to just find a case that i could get some information on um so it's not a huge a huge thing because unfortunately it's still unsolved and there wasn't a lot of police coverage or anything any kind of social media anything really for it. but um so i did my topic today on ashley heavy runner loring have you heard Mm. of her
1: i don't think so um
0: so and a lot of this is like he said she said kind of stuff because Mm -hmm. she's still missing uh so ashley heavy runner loring was Twenty years old when she went missing in 2017. Uh, Ashley was only—I—I uh, uh, I say was, but she could also still be. So I'll say she is five, only five foot two and ninety pounds.
1: Oh, uh, well,
0: she's, she's tiny, but she's described by her friends as being very strong, like a very strong individual in every <clears throat> sense of the word, like physically, emotionally all of all of the above Mm -hmm. um her mom described her daughter as smart athletic positive and always willing to help some she was also someone who loved horses and she loved the rain her mom's name is lori or i'm sorry loxie loring so ashley is a member of the blackfeet indian reservation in montana uh, and she was enrolled in blackfeet community college studying environmental science so the reservation itself, I watched a little like mini documentary kind of thing on on this case and it's fucking ginormous. Really? It's one it spans 1.5 million acres. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fucking huge. So it's yeah. Um but ugh, which is not a good thing for the family yeah. unfortunately, but So on June 5th of 2017, Ashley had messaged some friends on Facebook, and she was looking for a ride into town from her family's ranch um, on the reservation. So she waited for her friends to arrive, and she grabbed some clothes, she put them in a little backpack, and then she said bye to her grandmother, and she went outside to wait in the car. So... Ashley was seen in a video posted on social media. I couldn't find if it was, like, Facebook or whatever. But she was at a party that evening. She was just kind of, like, sitting on the couch talking with other people at the party. Um, And she had texted her sister, Kimberly, who was actually in Morocco at the time. She was engaged to a man who lived in Morocco. And she asked Kimberly if she could borrow some money. And Kimberly was like, you could, but, like, I'm in Africa. So... Right. Right. I can't really give you any money. And so, Kimberly asked Ashley if she was okay, and Ashley just responded, always. That's it. Okay. So, several days went by after the party, and Kimberly, I assume, had a bit come home from her trip, um, and she didn't hear from Ashley, but she said that that wasn't really unusual, because Ashley, like, lost her phone a lot, was mm. kind of She seemed to be, like, super social and always, like, around. And she kind of, like, reminds me of myself in certain ways. Like, when I was in college, I fucking lost my phone or dropped it in the (laughs) toilet, like, every day. Yeah. Like, so, I get, that makes sense. Um, But about a week went by into, like, mid-June, and their father had, was admitted to the hospital for liver failure, and the fact that Ashley didn't come to the hospital or try to contact made Kimberly, like, very worried. Because they were mm-hmm. a super close family. Um, and Kimberly made some phone calls to Ashley's friends at the time. And she found out that they hadn't seen her since the night of the party. Oh, geez. So, Kimberly, Kimberly is, like, the main person in this story besides Ashley. Um, Kimberly went... Pretty quickly to Blackfeet law enforcement and tribal law enforcement for help, who together launched a three-day search. Um, but after the search concluded, which three days and 1.5 million acres seems not enough. Yeah, you
1: can't cover that much in three days. No, no.
0: And it's like it's Montana.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like it's like not like it's just. And stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming I've never um, been to Montana. You know, it looks like in the Thing that in the things that I've watched, it's pretty like it doesn't look like it's easy to walk through mm-hmm. um but after the after the search concluded, they kind of stopped and they weren't helpful at all, so they told Kimberly that she well they didn't take it seriously um they told her they told Kimberly that Ashley was old enough and she could leave whenever she wanted to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, everyone knows. That's what they love to
1: say. Yep.
0: Yep. So, two weeks after Ashley was last seen, her family received their first tip. Um, Someone had seen a young woman running from a vehicle on U.S. Highway 89 on the reservation. There was a search conducted of the area and in a nearby dump, and volunteers found a gray sweater thought to have belonged to Ashley, which they handed over the sweater to test for DNA. However, um, police never sent this, they never sent this to a crime lab um, and it actually sat in a box, in an evidence box at the Blackfeet Law Enforcement Office for months. Nice. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, Kimberly took this on herself, like, 100%. <clears throat> and she conducted daily searches on the reservation. She took phone calls, read read messages. She followed up on leads, and she did basically everything the law enforcement was supposed to do by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the family on one of their searches found a sweater. It was like a ripped-up sweater and a pair of red-stained boots. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweater was torn and had red stains that appeared to be, like, blood. The items were found on the northern edge of the reservation and not far from a house owned by a 52-year-old man named Sam McDonald. So, it turned out that Ashley had been struggling with drug use. And I think just in general, from what I understand in the my, like, you know, I I don't have enough knowledge as I should, but I think that's a, kind of a common problem on reservations. Mm-hmm. Alcohol and drug abuse—it just yeah. seems to be something super that high, super
1: high prevalent in that population.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what, and unfortunately, I feel that gets why they get swept under the rug so often, mm-hmm. from Deal. what what it seems like to me. Um, and Ashley had been struggling with drug use. Their grandfather had recently passed away and Ashley had actually gone through a really bad breakup. So Mm -hmm. she was really, she was using drugs to cope. And she kind of was hanging out with like a much older crowd. Excuse me. And Sam McDonald was part of the crowd that Ashley was hanging around with. So Sam McDonald claimed that the last time he saw Ashley was on the morning of June 11th. So quite a bit after when her other friends had seen her, about six days after. Um, And he said that Ashley had asked him to drive her to a pull-off in the reservation so that someone named V-Dog... And V-Dog was a man named Paul Valenzuela, who was also in his 50s, and he did have a known criminal record. Mm -hmm. um, So that V-Dog could pick her up. And he remembered falling asleep in the car... And when he woke up, Ashley was gone. Like, disappeared. So, he looked around for her, and he assumed that she had gotten a ride with V-Dog, and he left the area. And that's the last time he saw her. So, it turns out that Ashley and Paul were having, like, a secret relationship. Okay. But Paul was married at the time. Um. Her name was T- Tashina Running Crane. Um, and they divorced about a month after Ashley went missing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Sam was questioned by authorities and his house was searched, but there were no arrests made, and the family wasn't informed of anything about the search or the question. Uh, yeah,
1: nothing. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: So the clothing items include uh both clothing items have still never been tested or released by police. Um, and then it took the FBI about nine months to get involved in Ashley's case. Oh my god. So in December following Ashley's appear disappearance, Kimberly actually spoke that's why this case is a little more prevalent. Um, but Kimberly spoke in front of the Senate. Um and just, I put in like a little a little factoid here, but in Montana alone, Native women make up 3% of the state population, but comprise 30% of all missing persons. That's so scary. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, Kimberly kind of <clears throat> talked about this in front of the Senate, and she just, she believes that the tribal and federal authorities f- fail to perform their duties.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and there's been several bills... Drafted at both the state and federal level in hope of bringing more funding and assistance to the MMIW, which is the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Movement. Um, so, in December of 2018, hum- human remains were found on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. But they were tested, and it took a while. They Originally, when I found the article, I was like, oh, this is probably Ashley. Yeah. But it belonged to the remains of a Blackfeet law enforcement officer. Oh, jeez. Like a middle-aged man.
1: No one knew he was missing either?
0: I don't know. I couldn't, like, find much more about this. But I thought that was very weird. Yeah. So, Kimberly, to this day, remains the main investigator in her sister's case. That's horrible. Um she has conducted over 120 <clears throat> searches without help from authorities. And she, she quit her job and moved back home and she continues to search daily for her sister. Um, so I put, I just like felt like there's to like add some stuff to add some facts. Cause I don't know a lot of this. So I thought it was important to share, but, mm-hmm. uh, according to the United States justice department, Native American women are 10 times more likely to be murdered than non-Native women. Uh, more than one in three has been raped or suffered attempted rape, and more than 80% will experience violence at some point in their lives. Jesus. Uh, I, it's so fucking scary. I know. It's
1: like you're pretty much guaranteed to be raped or potentially raped
0: or murdered yeah. if you're an indigenous woman. And it's so well I'll I'll hold on. I'll talk about it. But so in an effort to bring healing to the community and raise awareness um for the MMIP movement, Ashley's Walk was held uh Saturday, June twelfth, twenty twenty one in Browning, Montana. So pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um and if maybe we can put it in like the description, but if anyone has any information on Ashley's whereabouts, they're asked to call the Salt Lake City FBI at Eight o, eight zero one five seven nine one four zero zero or 800-CALL-FBI or at tips.fbi.gov but I was like actually and I, I feel bad for not being more informed but I was so disgusted at some of the stuff that I was reading about
1: oh yeah yeah Well, and that's the thing is, like, it only gets news coverage in contrast to something like the Gabby Petito case. Like, it's not. Or if, like, you know, there's a documentary or something like that. It's not prevalent in the true crime world, which, like, blows my mind because of how, like, in terms of numbers, how many women, indigenous women, are victims of crimes. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's happening
0: all the time. And it's, like, not covered anywhere. Yeah. And nobody seems to, yeah, there's nothing about it, and nobody wants to help. Like, I just thought, I get, like, I was thinking about Ashley's sister, like, she goes out there by herself every day Mm-mm. looking for her. And
1: it's, and I don't know why, I mean, I mean, I know why there's this, the, like, stigma against it, because, like, you know, America's as a whole is racist but but it's just like so uh i don't know what the word is um the contrast or like that america was founded on like taking this land from indigenous people and like raping and murdering indigenous people from the beginning and it's like we never really got away from that is just like they continue to be this population that is continuously being kidnapped murdered raped and We're like, yeah, but, like, toss it to the side, like, not that big of a problem. You know, it's been a problem for hundreds of years, and now it's just because there's such a smaller population in comparison to the consistency of America, it doesn't get the spotlight anymore because it's such a small percentage of who lives in America now. It just, it's, like, blows my mind. And I think it's so shitty, too, like, how you mentioned, like, there's not a lot of information on this case because it's still developing, and I think it's because no one is putting the information or the energy towards the case. So there is no information towards it. That's you know? what I
0: thought about too. Cause I'm like, there are people analyzing Gabby Petito's. Not that, and like, not, I think we talked about this last time. Not that, you know, I think that that's a bad thing. Like, well, but everyone the deserves out to have there. their case investigated. Yeah. yeah. We, there's so much more that we could do. And this proves it. And there's so much more that we could do to help. Yeah. And it's super unfortunate. And, Mm -hmm. like, it was, and I, I took, I kind of, like, took a conglomerate of, like, a bunch of articles, like, because I did, I tried to be, like, as, well, obviously, as accurate as possible, but have as much, like, concrete information in here, but, like, there's not a lot. There's not a lot, yeah. Because I did the same thing. I started, um, like,
1: researching cases of missing uh, indigenous women, and they're, there was like literally articles with like four sentences Yeah, on it. like this person's missing this is their description call if you've seen them I'm like that's it like that's all it's all you have like no no
0: details and like i'm not you know whatever i didn't go to law school i'm not like a person in the law but there's a lot of things in this case that you can be like oh, oh yeah that there's a lot It's seems like look an into. easy lead like mhm mhm
1: well, yeah, send me the info um, for, oh, like, yeah. to send in s- tips, and
0: I'll add it to the show notes. It made me so, it's just so sad. Like, The Guardian did, like, a little documentary on um, Kimberly, and, like, there was a guy that came out with a drone to help her. Mm-hmm. But it was two people. Searching over a million acres. Her and one guy. And this guy was, his sister had died. He was... Like yeah. it was almost the exact same situation. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it just no, no, it's just. Super uh, also, sad.
1: like, it's like a million acres, but like, it's also like you have to account for wildlife. Like, if she yeah. was in, the, if she was uh, there alive, or if even if she was, you know, murdered and dumped there, like animals could have gotten into her body at that point. Like, it or just decomposition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, so sad. Uh, I know. All right, before we get into mine, we have another ad. Um, Little Bean Soapery. So Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned handcrafted soap business specializing in skin-loving cold-processed soaps, seasonal and theme soaps, sugar scrubs, body butters, body oils, beard oils, and bath bombs and soaks. The products are primarily created by Brandy with the help of her mother, Lori, and with moving setup and building help from her boyfriend, Brian. The Little Bean herself, Brandy's daughter Rosa, can be found picking fragrances, colors, designs, and helping to stir and mold bath bombs. Little Bean Soapery is truly a small family business that prides itself on creating high quality and unique body care products. You can see what Little Bean Soapery is up to on Facebook and Instagram and order products on their social media or at littlebeansoapery.com. Yay. Um... Alright, mine is also sad and frustrating, (laughs) so sorry for that. Um, Alright, so kind of in a similar um, inspiration, I also started to research um, missing um, Indigenous and Black women. Um, And after especially my rant on the, the Gabby Petito case last week, I was like, well, I would be an asshole if I didn't focus on a case like this now.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um... I am going to talk about the missing case of LaQuanta Nichelle Riley. Um, Most of this information I got from an article from Medium.com. They pretty much were able to summarize everything about this case, which is not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, So LaQuanta was born on February 26, 1984. Her mother, Pam Riley, was only 16 years old when she gave birth to LaQuanta so, um Laquanta was actually put in the care of her mom's aunt, Katie. So, Katie took on the responsibility of pretty much raising Laquanta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, even though her mom or sorry, even though Katie, her aunt, her great aunt primarily raised her, Laquanta was still like regularly in contact with her mom. Like they lived in the same town, like her mom had other kids, but she also was like really involved in Laquanta's life. So, LaQuanta graduated from Reedon High School in Stone Mountain, Georgia in 2002. After high school, she was planning on going to college for forensic science after receiving a full scholarship. LaQuanta was described as bubbly, compassionate. She enjoyed cooking, music, and playing the clarinet, which she learned in school. So, we go to 2003. LaQuanta was 19 years old and she was living with a roommate in ufala alabama but she decided that she was going to move out from the roommate situation around thanksgiving of that year i don't believe that it was like a fallout with the roommate i think it just was not a good fit for laquanta at the time so they decided to go their separate ways so she was planning on doing that around thanksgiving of 2003 um on december 5th she went to her apartment to get the rest of her stuff as she was moving out And she called her mom, asking her to give her a ride to Montgomery, where her mom was living. But her mom said that she couldn't pick her up, so LaQuanta decided, okay, well then I'll move in with, back in with my great aunt for the Mm -hmm. time being then. So on December 7, 2003, LaQuanta decided to go out with a friend. So at this point, she's back at living with her great aunt's house. Um... On that night at eleven thirty p.m., her friend picked her up from her aunt's house, then drove her to her mom's house, which was three miles away, um, because LaQuanta said that she had like a warmer coat at her mom's house that she wanted to pick up there. So they Mm -hmm. drove to her mom's house. Laquant the car was parked outside, Laquanta went inside and her brother was actually in the doorway and he you know, they stopped and chit-chatted for a second and her brother saw the car that was outside and he asked her like oh who are you going out with and she said that it was just a friend that she met in the neighborhood and he was like okay like whatever and she hopped in the car and she left and that was the last time anyone ever saw Laquanta so when Laquanta decided to move back into her aunt's house her aunt was like absolutely like you're totally welcome to stay here but I have one rule, and that rule is that you and your cousin, who also live there, are not allowed to bring men into the home. That's Mm -hmm. the one rule I have for you guys. So, the week that LaQuanta went missing, her aunt, her great aunt Katie, was actually out of town visiting relatives, um, but they were in touch throughout the week. And while her aunt was out of town, LaQuanta called her and she said that she got into a fight with, I'm assuming, her great aunt's husband um her great uncle and she said they got into a fight because like La- laquanta wanted to bring a male friend over but mm. the uncle was like no like remember there's like the no no men rule yeah. so they got into a verbal ar- altercation but it seemed like laquanta was like all right like fine like it didn't seem like it was a lingering issue between them yeah. it was just like a 19 year old wanting to bring a boy over and they were like no so when LaQuanta didn't come home from being out with her friend, her mom didn't immediately realize that she was missing because she didn't live with her mom. So she it wasn't like they talked every single day. They were in communication frequently, but not every mm-hmm. single day. So when she didn't come home, her mom assumed that she did. She just didn't hear from her. But then after not hearing from her for a few days, she then became concerned. And that's when she called her relatives that she was living with, her great aunt and her great uncle. And they're like, we haven't seen her since December 7th. That was when she oh stopped God. by. And I think it was like they, her mom thought that she was there. They thought she was with her mom because she was kind of yep. in between places at that point. Um, Her brother who she bumped into before she left, he was the only one who actually saw the car that she got into. And he described it to be a green four door Caprice or Taurus and he said that she left around 11.40 p.m. He said the driver of the car was a male, but he didn't recognize who the driver was, never seen him. So LaQuanta's mom then called the Montgomery Police Department to report LaQuanta missing. However, similar to your case, they didn't take it seriously. And they said, well, you know, she's an adult and she's allowed Ugh. to, quote-unquote, go missing And we don't have any evidence of foul play, so, like, we can't really do anything. So, the family was like, okay, like, we get it, but, like, this is very out of character for her. Like, she would never not tell us where she is or not try to contact us.
0: Which, why don't police take that into account?
1: Like, see, I think, like, that's, well, actually, I I can't even say, I was gonna say, I think that's more recently they, they are, but your case is recent, and that's not happening because like i was listening to other podcasts and they've said like you know that was like a thing of the past like if you're an adult and you go missing they say you're allowed to but if it's out of character then they'll look into it but i'm like clearly that's not happening in every single case like i don't know like i understand Mm. people have the privacy and they're allowed to leave but i don't know like you have to check it out like a little bit like just a little bit um, so, since the police were, like, no help, they, the family, also started their own investigation. Oh so, they called her friends, they searched the neighborhood, they made and hung up missing persons flyers, um, and the her family were like, yes, I understand that like, she's allowed to go missing, but... She left without any of her stuff, like, not even her purse. Like, she had no money. She left her ID. Mm. Like, she had nothing with her. So if you go missing, you're not going to take anything with you. Yeah. Um, they Her family also said that she already had plans with her family for Christmas, and she even started Christmas Aww. shopping. And they said that she even had a brand new Christmas outfit that was still Aww. hanging in her closet with the tags on it. And her mom specifically said she's like, LaQuanta would not do this to our family because LaQuanta's mom, Pam, she had already lost a child. Um, oh, no. She had another child who died at the age of nine years old after a lengthy illness. Oh, and wow. so she's like, LaQuanta would know how painful it would be for me to lose another child. Like,
0: yeah, she would not
1: purposefully in- do this to me or her family. Um, But despite all of this, the police were like, yeah, no, like, that can't help you. Like, doesn't seem like it's, you know, a police matter. And so then, two weeks after LaQuanta went missing, her mom, Pam, received a mysterious voicemail on her answering machine. Oh, no. The voicemail was um, kind of muffled. She couldn't make out exactly what was being said. But what they did make out was that she heard a woman's voice say, leave me alone. And let me go home. Oh, my God. So her mom was convinced that it was her daughter.
0: Yeah, Um, it would be, too. Yeah.
1: And there was also a male voice in the background that said LaQuanta's name. And then the call was disconnected.
0: Oh, God, that's so scary.
1: So she got this call, or the voicemail, and then she immediately called the police, obviously. And then the police arrived to her house. They listened to the voicemail message, and they're like... Alright, yeah, I guess there's some evidence now that there could have been some foul play involving this Oh, yeah, this case. some evidence, like. <laughs> so, that's when they started their investigation, two weeks after she went missing. <sighs> Honestly, I'm surprised the police were not like, oh, this could have been, like, a prank call, like, we don't know about
0: this. Yeah, <laughs> they, I feel like they took it more seriously than
1: yeah. expected. So um, her information was then entered into the National Crime Information Center. Um, The police checked hospitals, jails, looking for LaQuanta. They checked the morgue. No bodies matched her description. Um, The police searched the area. They talked to her friends. And so now this is over two weeks after she went missing. So when they're talking to the people in the area... A lot of them either didn't have information or they just refused to talk to the police because of maybe just, like, mistrust in the police. They were annoyed with them with LaQuanta already being missing. Um, So they really didn't have any info to go off of. So um, as time went on, unfortunately, unfortunately, the family were given false leads. Oh, my God. Um, People would call the family saying that they knew where she was. They knew that she was being held against her will. There was even an inmate that came forward that said that Laquanta had been killed and her body was thrown into what's called Cooter's Pond oh god, in in Prattville, Alabama, and that he saw where she was buried, but he doesn't remember when or where. Ew. But then later on, he admitted that he was lying. That shit
0: pisses me right off.
1: Like, why? Like, just to waste time in jail, like, you just have Mm -hmm. to be involved and, like, ugh so gross um another weird and mysterious thing that happened was that a few years after laquanta had gone missing an apartment was rented out in her name (gasps) in in stone mountain georgia so when they were alerted to this her mom drove three hours to the apartment complex but there was no signs of laquanta there oh that's horrible She talked to neighbors of the apartment complex, and one neighbor said that LaQuanta did live there, but that she had moved out. And that neighbor said that she had gotten into a fight with someone in her apartment and then went to his apartment to use the phone. However, it was never confirmed if it was actually LaQuanta or if it was someone using her name. Oh, yeah, that's true. The weird thing is, is, like, if... Because she... That was, like, kind of the area where she grew up so like if she had returned to that area it's weird that one if she did go missing on her own that she would use her own name like people know that name so if you want to go missing you would go under a different name or two if she was released by whoever um captured her or took her that she wouldn't try to contact her family with her being so close so I'm gonna say it was someone using her name. I don't. Probably. I don't know. Um, in February 2021, so a couple of months ago, there was an increase in the reward for finding LaQuanta. Marissa, the award was a reward. The reward was raised from one thousand dollars <gasps> to five thousand dollars. What the fuck? Chump change, like nothing. Like I don't want to say it's chump change because that's a lot of money to a lot of people, but like. But, in like, the grand in, scheme of things. Like, yeah, pe- it's There's no. rewards for hundreds of thousands of dollars for missing people. Fuck? Um When I first, when I saw the pictures of her family when they made their own missing persons flyers, um, they, the original reward was, like, $500, which I think oh, the family no. raised. So, it's like, this family was like, this is all we have to, like,
0: help find her. Yeah, this is all we can her. give you.
1: And, like... Now, like, there's, and then obviously this was, like, in 2003, so it was a little bit different back then. But now with, like, GoFundMe campaigns and stuff true, like that, true. like, you can raise more money. But it's, like, this poor family only had, like, $500. I'm like, please, like, help us find our daughter. So currently, the city of, of Montgomery is offering $5,000. The Montgomery County District Attorney's Office is offering $5,000 and now the Central Alabama Crime Stoppers is offering five thousand dollars. So in total, there's a fifteen thousand dollar reward to still, help find LaQuanta. I feel not enough. That this almost ten years after she's gone missing. So obviously, currently she is still missing. Um, the case is considered active, but there's really no progress on the case. Yeah like there's unfortunately like the latest update I have is from February 2021 when they increased the reward like there's no actual developments on the case um so I just want to give like a description of LaQuanta and um where to send leads so LaQuanta Riley was 19 years old when she went missing in 2003 she would be I believe 37 years old now she has brown eyes, black hair, and at the time of her disappearance was 5 feet 8 inches tall, weighing about 200 pounds. She was last seen wearing blue jeans, a green and yellow shirt, and a green and yellow Reebok sneakers. Her ears and tongue is, are pierced. She was wearing a silver barbell in her tongue and a silver chain bracelet when she went missing. She has a tattoo that says R.I.P. Misha on one bicep and one that says LaQuanta on her other bicep. Um, So any information regarding LaQuanta's whereabouts can be sent to the Montgomery Police Department at 334-241-2350.
0: Wow, that's so
1: sad. That's so shitty. Like, it feels like zero effort from the police. Yeah. Entirely. For a 19-year-old that had gone missing.
0: Oh, God. What do you think happened to her? I
1: think whoever this guy she got into the car with like I I, some some bad news happened like I don't know what but like he's the last person that was with her what I don't get is like I understand this was 2003 and maybe it's just like the information isn't there because it's a well-known case but like is there no like surveillance footage of like anywhere to be yeah like of his car the license plate like Like anything, like at all, and now it's different now because everyone has like a a camera on their like front porch and stuff, so Mm -hmm. things are different. But like, I can't imagine that they were going out and like in the middle of the night they didn't pass by any businesses or street cams or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, it wasn't like it was a long. I mean, it technically it was a long time ago, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I don't know before any kind of footage.
1: Yeah, Could and be found. I'm assuming this was 2003. I'm assuming she didn't have a cell phone because it seems like her family didn't have a whole lot of money. So I'm assuming she didn't have. And they were a lot more expensive back then. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so I don't know that she. I guess she didn't have one. But then I'm like, did she not tell anyone, like any of her friends, like who she was hanging out with? Yeah, the just guy like, she was
0: gonna meet up with. Like, yeah. It seems like there's just a lot of things that were missing. In the investigation. I, I don't... It's
1: just, like, no no one has any information. It's, like, literally, like, just cold. Like, there's no mm. leads to go off of at all. It's... And it breaks my heart for her family and just, like, a really shitty situation. Yeah, that... And that's kind of, like... And I don't mean to keep comparing this to the Gabby Potato case, but it's, like, they were almost the same age and she just, yep. like, went missing in thin air and... You know, your girl too, like they're they're all around the same age, like late teens, early twenties, and like mm-hmm. one gets a lot of attention and the others. A ton it's of just attention. it's so shitty, like that how it's like picked and choose like who gets attention, who doesn't, you know? Yep. Ugh, I I don't know. I feel it's like sickening really, but I hope it really is. I hope her family gets answers regardless of what that looks I like. Know.
0: I just, I think about how it must feel as a family member, like, just to know that there's, you're doing every, like, just going out and doing your own searches and looking yourself and not finding anything or finding your loved one. Like, I can't even imagine that feeling. Well, and it's like,
1: like, obviously they do that because it's their their family member. They want to find them. But you're dealing with the stress of doing a missing invest missing person investigation on your own on top of the emotional trauma mm-hmm. related to it and plus like you i'm assuming these people like still have jobs so like, you still have to like pay bills exactly. and,
0: like you have do other regular kids. stuff
1: yeah like how do, no one can do all of that that's why we have dedicated professionals to do these things yep. and it's like they're not doing it i just like, i don't get it it's just the whole thing about, like, adults are allowed to go missing, like, totally, I get it, like, but how often does that really happen when someone decides to start a new life to and just not tell leave. someone about it? Yeah. And the fact that she didn't take her purse, her ID, her money, like, nothing. That, that
0: should, should be on. enough. Like. Yeah. That, that should be enough right there that, that you wouldn't, that that's suspicious. Like, if I, opinion.
1: if I quote unquote go missing and, like, I leave my car, I leave my ID. I leave myself when I leave all of my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. something's up. Something's up. Yeah. If anything, I would at least take all the money out of my
0: bank account. Like, I would do something. <laughs> something drastic enough that you would notice. Yeah. As an yeah. outsider. Yeah. Yeah. It's just,
1: it's so sad. It is sad. And it's like, these are two cases out of, like, thousands.
0: Oh my god, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-mm. So um, it's going to be my intention to highlight more of these types of cases in the future yeah.
0: if I can. I think that's a good intention. It, yeah. Even though I think our episodes maybe will be a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. At least we're doing trying to, yeah, get, get information and, out.
1: And it's it's shitty because like for both of our cases, I feel like there's just not a lot of info Mm-mm. out there, but. We put the info out that we can find. So, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. I'm hungry. I gotta go eat.
0: Yeah, me too. This was a little bit of. This was a sad episode. We
1: cried. We cried between the pig and the cases. <laughs> oh man, it was, a lot. It was a lot. Um. Maybe we'll. We should like lighten it up for next week.
0: Yeah, maybe do a spooky.
1: Oh yeah, it's all gonna be October. <gasps> oh yeah, we should. Oh, so we should do like a spoof. We should do. Why okay. Know, why do we know? Okay. But why do we know? But why do we know? But why do we know?